This is Neil Erwitz. I'm our Director of External Relations here at CNAS, and I'm here today with Nick Harris, who's our Basevich Fellow. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Thank you for having me, Neil. Um, so it's easy to forget that Libya is still a major issue, given that it's been knocked way off the front page. Uh, just bring us up to speed. What is What is going on in Libya now? Well, Neil, you're right. The, the U.S. military role in Libya has been flying under the radar for the past year. You know, the U.S. military was instrumental in the international effort to de defeat ISIS in Libya, particularly by supporting local Libyan forces to capture ISIS's would-be capital of Sirte on the central coastline of Libya. Uh, you know, between August 2016 and January 2017, the U.S. military has conducted more than 400 airstrikes, providing in close air support for local Libyan partners against ISIS. This was uh, an amazing show of force and work alongside that effort you had U.S. military trainers working with uh, European allies, particularly the British, the Italians, and the French to provide close advice and assistance for these local Libyan partner forces who are operating under the mandate of the U.S. UN-approved Government of National Accord. And through this effort, uh, the U.S. was able to force ISIS out of the city of Sirte and to run to the Sahara. And so now there are concerns that ISIS will try to reconstitute itself in that difficult-to-govern, broad, um, cross-border Saharan desert space where there are very poor border controls and Libya's borders with close allies in the area. So what? It, this sounds like the U.S. is undergoing a tremendous amount of activity, again, very, uh, very much off the front page. What's the What's the U.S.'s goal here, and is that goal reasonable? So it, it's interesting. The U.S. military would like to retain a, a force on the ground inside of Libya, working with European allies, in order to have connectivity to local Libyan partner forces that support the U.N.-approved uh, uh, government of national accord. The broader goal is that because the Mediterranean is a highway, it's not a barrier for jihadists trying to retain Europe. The U.S. wants to work by, with, and through our European uh, allies, our Egyptian, Emirati, and Tunisian partners, and also to create a, a basis of security on the ground in Libya to prevent jihadists from using trans-Saharan smuggling networks to get foreign fighters into Europe or to try to get foreign fighters into Tunisia, to Sudan, and to Egypt, which are key security partners for us in that region. So then how do, um, I guess, what what is the, the timeline that we're talking about here? Uh, Gaddafi obviously fall, fell quite a, quite a long time ago. Uh, it seems like things have gotten more chaotic since then. Uh, how long is it going to take to bring Libya back to a relative level of stability? You know, Neil, that's, a, that's the billion-dollar question. And, you know, the Trump administration can take a very pragmatic approach to Libya. The difficulty with Libya is that it is so fragmented, and the government of national accord is just now establishing authority over Tripoli uh, in western uh, in western Libya, whereas you have other forces in eastern Libya that contest that authority. And so the U.S. will need to take the long view. 
It will need to focus on empowering the government of National Accord by providing both diplomatic support and also military assistance for local Libyan forces that support the government of National Accord. Over time, and by time I mean over the medium term, over the next couple of years, the hope is that you can build up the capacity of the government of National Accord to be able to, to provide security on uh, Libya's western border regions in the Sahara and to begin to bring in, uh, have a stronger hand in the negotiations about the broader political framework of how to govern Libya. And the U.S. might need to be pragmatic, working with European partners, and accept that Libya won't be a strong, centrally governed state, but maybe a federalized state devolved to its regions. So uh, let me let me pick up on on that. Uh, I guess your second to last point, understanding that. Um, that you know, migration flows is one of the big concerns, and terrorism flows is another one. Uh, why? Why is Libya and getting Libya under control in U.S. national interests? So the, that broader trans-Sahara region is a known zone of smuggling of uh, foreign fighters, jihadists, narcotics, um, and also uh, human flows of of migrants to Europe. European stability is. Uh, is a major concern of the United States. And the stability of our key Middle Eastern partners, Egypt, Tunisia, and others, is also a core U.S. national security concern in that broader Middle East, North Africa region. You know, one of the interesting dynamics is that uh, there was an, an estimated 100,000 migrants from sub-Saharan Africa, 90% of which are believed to have traveled through Libya, that tried to reach Europe's uh, shores. And that, that more than 10% of the people that have tried to reach Europe via Libya cannot be identified. And so you have potentially more than 10,000 people, some of whom could very well be uh, active and powerful operatives for Al-Qaeda or for ISIS. And so this is a major concern. And we genuinely just have no idea who they are. We don't even have a good guess. Yes. And that is why the U.S. military would like to have the ability to keep its finger on the pulse of events inside Libya by having a presence on the ground, but doing so in a way that doesn't lead to an expanded U.S. military presence. There'll be more of an emphasis on intelligence gathering, working uh, with the British, the French, the Italians, and the Egyptians to try to be able to react quickly to, to cut down on the flow of jihadist fighters that are trying to take advantage of the Mediterranean to get into Europe. Well, let's hope we get a chance to talk about Libya again before, you know, four or five years are up. I agree. Thanks a lot. Thank you.